is a blow Shoots up through the stony ground There's no room No space to rent in this town You're out of luck And the reason that you had to care The traffic is stuck Welcome to Three Valleys Radio. Earlier today, Yeovil Town Chairman Scott Priestnell did a Q&A session on Facebook with all of the uh, uh, Green and White Supporters Clubs, and uh, we're pleased to be able to bring it to you now. First of all, uh, thanks for doing this again. Um, it's fully appreciated by myself and all the other fans of, of Yeovil Town. Um, it's been a year now. How's it felt? You've had some ups and downs, haven't you? In, in everything, in, in, in any walk of life, you have ups and downs. But um, it's been a, it's been both an interesting and difficult period. But it's it's been you know I, I, I certainly don't re- regret any part of it. And uh, you know I'm, I'm you know I'm, I'm I'm happy that we we have got you know we're still in a position to fulfil our, our you know ambitions for this season. So I'm I'm glad from that perspective. Well, I'm I'm also glad as well. Okay, well we. I think we've sort of categorised the question structure with some help from uh, a guy at the club. And we'll start with the playoffs, first of all. You, state, you stated in a recent message to cost uh, the cost to complete the playoffs would range between 75k and 150k. These costs, uh, do these costs involve taking staff off furlough? Are you there? I've lost him, guys. Sorry, bear with me. Are you there? Sorry, yeah, I'm here back. Sorry, Sorry. I lost you there for a second. Yeah, uh, you stated in a, a message that the playoffs were going to cost between 75 and 150k. Do these costs involve right. taking staff off furlough and regular testing, amongst other things? And with these high costs that you've mentioned, did the club consider declining participation within the playoffs? And if, okay. if if next season the text testing regime etc was still in place, how would this impact on the club? Okay, um, at the moment financially, it's, it's, to take part in the playoffs, we're probably looking around sixty thousand pounds at the moment. We're certainly going to be a minimum of sixty thousand uh, pounds. It, it could it could get more, um, but. We'll, uh, we'll just have to see at the moment um, protocols and guidance um, are ongoing and developing so we'll have to see how that works out uh, we're also awaiting to confirm um, what the income structure looks like for the playoff games through the through our through their league's commercial partners so there's still a bit of work to be done on that to understand what the what the incomings are um, but we but I see it's going to be certainly a minimum of £60,000 that does include um, we brought uh, we brought some some staff aren't on furlough as I've sort of said before um, it includes bringing some staff back on a um, on a part time model as per government guidelines so they'd remain on furlough but uh, but they would we would then be contributing to a part time structure um, and obviously, it uh, incorporates, you know, the, the 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 cost of being COVID compliant, 
which is uh, you know what you can expect for any kind of retail shop or restaurant or anything that's looking to reopen now. We obviously need to make it safe and and secure for uh, for our staff and players. Um, the final part of that question with regards to did we think about not taking part in the playoffs? Uh, no, we didn't. We were, and I say that uh, with a uh, with my first. Um, question to my staff and players was this was one what do they want to do so obviously from my perspective I always want to take this club forward and, and do what's best for it but obviously my first instinct is ensuring that players and staff are happy to to do the playoffs um, to to put their to put their um, you know obviously themselves in a situation where they, they'll need to shield from their from their family and, and keep them safe so you know we we had some discussions uh, Darren and, and Terry had discussions with the players um, and it was a consensus that everybody wanted to do this so so yeah so you know there, there was never really at any point did we, did we think we weren't going to do it is everyone well I actually know the answer to this question now but for, for everybody else is everyone whose contract expired at the end of June available to play in the playoffs? Yes, so so the, the general rule at the moment that has been discussed with the National League and the clubs um, is that the, the team that you had assembled, um, that you had um, at, at the point where the National League was suspended, you are allowed to put, you put that squad back together for the playoffs uh, without any new players coming into it so your job is to you know basically amalgamate that that squad again um so you obviously have to loan players for example you would need to be uh, agreement from their parent clubs uh, obviously the commercial arrangements put in place again for those for those for those players um and um etc so yes so it's, it's a squad the, the only dispensation i think that the league the only dispensation that the league are talking about is uh, potentially a goalkeeper. If you can't get your goalkeeper re-signed because it's a specialist position that we, we you know, that a club would make, you know, would be allowed to re-sign a goalkeeper that hadn't played for them already. Huh. The the eighteenth of July has been knocked around. Is that the potential date that you know of now for the playoffs? Uh, it hasn't been a hundred percent confirmed as of yet. Um, but, but yes, 18th, 19th. Um, I've also heard the 20th. Um, but obviously that'll begin down to BT Sport, um, you know, being able to be COVID compliant, travelling of teams um, in a safe way and things like that. Are there any plans to create a positive atmosphere for the players in the first match against Barnet? I know we've seen proposals relating to cardboard, cardboard cutouts, flags, banners, etc., which are all brilliant ideas. Has an approach been identified and is there an additional support that fans can provide ahead of the playoffs commencing? Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's something that's been looked into at the moment. Um, uh, we will obviously talk to the, the supporters groups. Um, we're just waiting for guidelines of what we can and can't do. Um, but yeah, absolutely. We'll be trying to make it as um, hospitable as environment as possible. 
obviously in the circumstances of not having any supporters in the stadium. So, yes, we, 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 we believe that we can do things like that. We're just waiting to find out what they are and then we'll communicate to the, to the relevant supporters groups to, uh, to, to be involved in that. Do you, do you believe that Darren Soule will be able to get the intensity that he has been getting previously with the players with a crowd, now without a crowd, if that makes sense? Yeah, I mean, I mean that that doesn't just come down to, to Darren and, and Terry and the, and the coaches. That that come down to the players themselves in their own motivation. I mean, that, that, you know, I've got no doubt in my mind that that, that our players are motivated. We 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 are fortunate. That we've got a lot of senior players in our squad um, who will want to achieve things and will will want to you know will want to make this happen. Um, so I, you know, I, I I think you guys have always know Darren's always Darren and Terry have always had my you know full support. I, I believe in their capabilities. They've done a they've done a good job this season, and um, I've absolutely no doubt that they will continue to be professional, and, and so will our players. And you know, it's, it's obviously a difficult circumstance because you know it's not ideal that the guys have, have not been training together for a considerable amount of time now. And you know, it, it take it does, everyone knows that it takes time in a pre-season um, to get that mark, that, that match sharpness, that intensity back. But um, but, but it's the same for everybody. It's the, it's the same. It's the same for the other clubs in the playoffs. So, you know, it's, it, there won't be any excuses there. It'll be a case of you know us doing the right things and, and preparing the players as best as Darren and Terry can do. And and, and Darren and um, you know I've, they've always had my confidence, and I know that. Should we be successful against Barnet, have the club considered whether it may be possible or practical to set up a? I can't believe this question. Uh, Practical to set up a drive-in theatre in the Screwfit Stand car park to watch the Notts County match and hopefully the final itself. Uh, I'll have to come back to you on that. I have I have no idea. Uh, it sounds great. I would love to go there as well. <laughs> so sounds good. But yeah, absolutely. Any suggestions like that? There's absolutely no reason why we can't look into them and see what the viability of them are. But yeah, absolutely. We'll we'll work with. Um, whoever approaches us on things like that to to try and make it work. Uh, It is good in some ways that we are looking to take part in the playoffs, especially if we win. What would the cost be if we did not get promoted? Would we be financially secure to spend another season at our current level? Uh, Yes, is the answer to that. We we would be... uh, When I came in at the beginning, I always wanted to make sure that the club was funded for this season to... To, to we, you know, we, we came in with our eyes open and, and knew that there that the, the, the was a requirement for this season, which is which has been fulfilled. Um, next season, um, it will come down to you know, obviously, like any club, your ambition, what, how you want to move forward. We obviously want to move forward in a positive way. Every like like all other clubs, we've had a setback, and like all other businesses and, and humanity, actually, has had a real setback over the last four months now. Um, but you know, we, we are we with the restructuring that we did earlier earlier on in the season, um, uh, the schemes that have been put in place by the government have have, have given us the ability to to set our own destiny for next season, regardless of which league we're in. So yeah, we we will we will be fine. Obviously, we'll have difficulties. We'll probably carry some debt into next season, which we'll look to remove. Um, and uh, you know, there are there are various things that have been happening in the background over the last few months um, that will that, that will come to fruition over the next month. 
Um, so it's, it's a we we are we are we are not one of the clubs, for example. Like there, I know there are many out there at the moment that are in real danger. Um, we are in a good place. Are there um, any? Uh, Gemma Louise Porter, a lot of the questions, actually, just so that the fans listening know, a lot of the questions are quite similar to other people's questions, so they've been amalgamated into to one question, um, but there are certain ones that are per- person-specific from certain people. Uh, Gemma Louise Porter asked, are there any plans as to how fans can virtually be involved with the playoffs other than watching on BT Sport? Uh, yes, there absolutely are. Um, we've ha- uh, we had a discussion with all clubs and the National League and FA uh, last week, um, and there are discussions about trying to set up a streaming service. Uh, but that's something that National League are, hold- are, are dealing with themselves at the moment, and obviously the the, 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 the poss- and obviously they obviously need to deal with our, our broadcasting partner BT for that. Um, but it, it is something that has been discussed and something that uh, we're waiting to hear back on. There are three sort of crowdfunder questions. What is the m- money currently being raised on crowdfunding page going to be used for? What's the financial situation for next season and how many season tickets were gifted to the club? OK, um, the, the, we obviously haven't received the crowdfunding monies yet. That, that's still with crowdfunder. We won't get that until the campaign finishes. So it's got a few more days left. I think it then takes a week or a week uh, to for, for money to be transferred. So um, some of that money is is it will be allocated to um, pretty much all of it will, will go towards uh, staff and and bills that we've accrued um, just to help with the general cash flow. Obviously, we th- there are cash flow requirements at the moment with no income coming in. So it'll be a, a sort of you know, a, a great source of income to the club to be able to continue to um, pay bills, you know, that, that have accrued over the last four months. Um, and we've, we have started to pay credit, you know, some we have started to pay some creditors as well, um, just so that we're not going into, you know, next season too heavy in debt, basically. So that's, that, that's you know, it's... it's, it's like I said, when when we started off, every penny will go into making sure that that our that our staff, our players, um, um, continue to be in a, in, a, in a in a good place for them and their families. And, and I think that's why it's been such a good campaign because it will directly affect and, and influence the people that it, it needs to. Um, so, with what was just what was the second and third part of that question? What, what's our financial situation for next season and how many season tickets were gifted to the club? Okay, so our financial situation for next season is that if we if we wanted to go into next season with a break-even model, we could do that, which I think is the first chance that this club has ever had of doing that for, for, for many seasons now, I think. Um, so if we want to do that, we could do that. But again, that comes down to the ambitions uh, ambitions of myself and, and the board and, and the management team about you know how much additional funds we want to put in there to, to push on for next season. So I think that puts us in, a, in good shape. Um, in terms of season tickets that have been gifted, I believe it's well over 300 so far, which obviously is is incredible from from our from our supporter base. Once again, just again the, the crowd funder and that perspective, I think are have been have been massive. Uh, Dan asked, "What is the club's approach to remain financially stable if the new season has to start without fans being in attendance?" I mean, in my opinion, I I don't think that 
the National League would cope without any fans. So I'm not even sure that would even happen. But what would happen financially if that happened for clubs? Do you think? I think it'd be really, really difficult. I think it, I think that I think that speaking with the National League and the FA, I don't think is I. I don't think that even if we start the season without supporters, it would be for an extremely short period of time. I, I, there, there are st- uh, start dates for the new season already being discussed with the FA and with the government um, for that season to start with supporters. Um, we don't know in what capacity or how many or what percentage of capacity or, or how it would be done, but, the, but the, there is there is a lot of positive talk going off that that the new season would start with supporters because you you know you don't have to be um you know hugely intelligent to um to know that a football club needs its supporters uh obviously financially that goes without saying but also from a motivation a togetherness for community spirit um everything that, that sort of goes hand in hand with a football club you need that and i uh, i think we've seen that with the return of the football club you know with the premier league even though there's been no supporters you know it, there's a game every day something to, to sort of lift the nation so um i i, I genuinely believe that the whatever the date of the start of the season will be, it will be with supporters in some capacity. But that's just that's just my opinion at the moment from things I've heard. When can you buy season tickets for this season now, well, uh, isn't it? Well, we're, we're, yeah, we're kind of bit holding fire on that at the moment until we know what the date might look like. Um, there, there are a couple of estimated dates banded around at the moment um, but it, do, it just doesn't make sense to, to start selling season tickets at the moment and, and you know until we know you know we do, you know there are there are obviously talks about how many games might be played next season not just what the start date might be um, so that you know there have been talk there have been talks about there being less games next season there's there's talk about um, you know potentially having a shortened season because of the Euros and having you know having to stop a, you know the season at a certain time there's talk about extending uh, the, the end date from ours which is obviously April in the National League to maybe May um, more in line with the EFL so that there are lots of discussions going off but trust me you know the, the, the powers in football at the moment are you know are, are together that they that they want supporters to be there if, you know as long as it's safe to do it has uh, Errol Pope had any messages for the fans? How is he doing? And is he still heavily involved as co-owner with plans going forward? Uh, well, obviously, Errol and I speak um, and we've actually got a board, uh, board meeting scheduled for Monday. So we, we are obviously in discussions. It's, 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 um, he's doing well. He's had some difficulties with his family during this time, as, as other families have had. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, look, I, I'm, I will convey messages to Errol at the board meeting, and he may come out and, uh, and and put a message out himself. But obviously, you know, as as we always stated when we took over, Errol was always going to be a kind of more of a the silent director within the club um, but it, you know he's obviously been to games this season and uh, is, is very much obviously still involved with us What about Glenn Collis has he invested any money into the club? So Glenn um, yeah so, so obviously Glenn coming on board uh, has brought so far 
really some fantastic commercial opportunities to us. Um, he is investing cash directly into the club, um, which is being dealt with by solicitors at the moment. So he wants to become more involved in the football club and 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 will do so. Um, and the, the specifics of that are being drawn out next week. Um, but Glenn, in the in a while, has, has been actually. Um, a good director so in the short period he's been with us and uh, as like I said has brought some really useful and, and valuable um, commercial partners to the table which obviously will get announced in due course so it's he's it's, it's, it's been a good appointment oh excellent news there are two mortgage charges against the land at Hewis Park that favour MSP Capital you've previously been quoted as saying that this provides a cash draw um, a cash draw down facility. Given the recent exceptional circumstances, have you used to, uh, used this to draw cash at this time? And if not, what circumstances might lead you to use it? And that's from Dave. I don't know how people know this information. Well, no, no, no. I mean, obviously, I've, I've spoken about this before in, in open forum, and, and like, uh, you know, it's not actually nothing has changed since I last spoke about it. If I'm honest with you, we we have not done anything different in this period. Um, we've had discussions with MSP, just like um, I'm sure other people have had with their facility holders, um, and. Um, yeah, we, we, we may draw on it in the future. We may do something with it. We may remove it completely. I've, I've also been said quotes on that. And, you know, the discussions that I've been having and we'll be having in our board meeting next week will actually be addressing parts of that and seeing how we we will financially move the, for, the club forward next next year and, and what the budgets and, and etc. might look like. We've obviously had draft conversations and early conversations, but, you know, we will start putting... Oh, sorry. It's going to be a very, very testy. You alright? Yeah, yeah. I thought I'd lost you, but I haven't. <laughs> okay. So, um, so yeah. So, it, like I said, nothing has really changed on that point. I always said that as when it would, I, I would let people know, and um, and and I, it's that you know it, it's exactly the same situation. Uh, Dan Cabell asks, and are the rumours of the club being up for sale true? I know you touched on this in our last session, saying that obviously any commodities up for sale, if the right offer comes in, I think is what you were saying, wasn't it? Of course. I, 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 I still believe that, especially in these circumstances that, that we've gone through over the last four months. Um, every club is up for sale. I mean, I, I've been approached... Uh, you know whether I would be interested in four, you know probably four or five approaches from other clubs to say whether I would be interested in in those. It's a very sort of volatile market at the moment. Um, we have had a number of approaches as also from people interested in buying the club. Um, you know I've always said that the, the, the football clubs are not something you put out for sale unless you're in a position of desperation. I believe that anyway, or, or unless it is, it's a retirement situation. Um, um, you know, football club is a very fl fluid marketplace. It's very volatile at the moment. There are um, interested people looking to, to, to get involved in clubs, to, to bring fresh capital into it. There are others that are just, you know, looking to get involved and take advantage of a situation. So, look, if there were, you know, as and when that you know something happens again, I, I wouldn't think twice about involving supporters in those conversations um, and have discussions. Uh, and, and like I said, I'm being open and saying we've had a number of we've had a number of 
people contact them. I think that's why people think clubs are up for sale at some point because rumours get around that you've had a conversation with somebody and, and you're always, I mean, you know, as a, as a football owner, as a, as a chairman, you're always having conversations with people who want to get involved or, you know, and especially people that think they've got money but haven't got money. So, you know, it, when there's something tangible, you know, you guys, you guys will certainly know before any press now. I think uh, the next question sort of leads on from that. Uh, Mike Hudson said, in your last Q&A, you very honestly said that all clubs, particularly at this level, are always up for sale. During the last period of uncertainty under previous ownership, there was constant concern that the football club would be sold without the associated land or stadium. <laughs> this is a long one, sorry. Effectively, hold, effectively holding the club to ransom by an outside agent. Is there any scenario in which you would look to sell the football club but remain owner of the associated land? And would you agree that it is in the, the club's best interest to remain a complete entity under single ownership, i.e. club and land owned by same party or parties? Phew. Okay, so it's, it's, a, it's a long one, but I think I think you get the gist. Uh, I mean, yes, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, I, I believe that um, the clubs, and I've said this before, Roger, that the club's long-term ambitions uh, can only really be achieved if it has additional revenue streams coming through it. So utilisation of that land is important to the football club. So, you know, um, it, that, you know it, 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 although, you know, obviously my predecessors split the land you know the, the structure of the football club is not as clear and clear as, as maybe should be or and that's something we've been looking at but no all my plans have always been since I've been here is to utilize that land for the benefit of the football club and, and that that is still my priority uh, this question I'm not overly sure what this means but I'm sure somebody will answer this I thought it was, uh, Phil Park said, I thought it was obvious from a tweet uh, from Dan Edward, but to clarify for you, accounts for CV Leisure are overdue and should be should have been submitted in May. As this company is strongly linked to Yeovletown as fans, I think it's fair to ask why. I presume the delay is linked to coronavirus, but if Scott can clear that up for the concerned fans, that would be appreciated. This yeah, is in yeah, it was in reference to a screen grab that was done on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, no, no problem. Yeah, absolutely. It is literally just simply because of coronavirus. Uh, the accounts have, have, have been draft, have, are, are, are literally drafted, and um, uh, and yeah, obviously, CV Leisure is the is the holding company for everything for the land and the football club. So it's it's, it's my uh, it's, it's the vehicle that that, oh, that effectively owns. Um, our share holding so um, but yeah it's, it, that's, that, this, that means nothing those counts will be filed probably within the next month to six weeks uh, Larry Ashby said can you sell off the strip of land along Western Avenue and with the club car parks on it for housing commercial units take some or all of your initial investment out and have the club in a strong financial position going forward uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure where where that idea has come from but there, there are at the moment there are lots and lots of conversations going off with various parties including the council um, uh, and different potential development partners um, um, to utilise all parts of the land or different parts of the lands um, and at the moment we're just working out what is the best option for us moving forward so um, 
I honestly believe you'll see you know more action than 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 you've seen over the last sort of nine months over the next two to three months. Um, but you know we we were in a very good position to make decisions pre-corona, and we were very close to making a decision. In fact, we had made a decision that we were then going to. I actually did initially speak to supporters. You know, some of the couple of the head of supporters groups about to say this is where we're looking. What are your you know what potential objections or how does you how does it fit? This is my ideas and plans. But those plans have now changed through corona because either development partners have dropped out or they no longer want to fund it or and then different things so we are pretty close now to um having a plan that with a viable plan that we'll move forward with um um but but before we do that we'll obviously consult with supporters and community and all that kind of stuff so we're not far away from doing that really um, I think you'll be glad that all the financial stuff's out the window now. Um, <laughs> uh, moving on to, to players, uh, Ryan Robertson asked, is there a list of potential transfer targets for each scenario, promotion and non-promotion? And ha- have you been impressed by Darren's recruitment? Uh, uh, yes to all of the above. Of course we have targets for... Um yeah, of course we have targets for uh, both scenarios about whether League Two or National League for next season. Um, with that, also involves our current squad because you know we've been impressed with a lot of the, the players that have, that have been with us this season, and I think it's really important that regardless of what league we're in, we, we, we keep the core of, of our squad and our team. You know, it, we're certainly not going to go through a rebuilding process um, either way for next season um, the consensus is to to be consistent we've played some great football at times this season and um, we've we've obviously been you know successful to the point of where we are now and we, we you know we're in a playoff position so I think and a lot of our players have got league experience so I'm, I'm, I'm happy with with Darren's plans we, we discuss it regularly um, and we'll continue to discuss it but, but but the focus at the moment is our current squad of players who we you know we obviously our fans adore and you know we respect as professionals highly and um, and we're all working together to to achieve to achieve uh, a goal that you know may, you know we may have thought at the start of the season before the takeover and stuff was was too far ahead of us so. Um, I, I love our squad. I've got to be honest. I love I love a lot of the players in our squad. I, I love the makeup of the squad. I think Darren's put a great balance together of experience and youth and and and, te- and technical skill and 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 toughness and and, and everything you need in this league. So I, I think um, you know I, I certainly have, have approved of a lot of the the, um, the players that, that Darren has, has brought to the table. I think part part of this next question from Chris Johnson has been partially answered so far. But I shall ask it as it's been asked. If we do not gain promotion, will we struggle financially? Will we be able to keep hold of our best players without the need to sell them or reduce the wage bill? And will we be able to strengthen the squad where necessary? Well, we we had a we, we had a sort of clear plan for next season um, in the event that of us not getting promoted, um, and that plan was a very sort of viable option that everyone was comfortable in, both Darren um, and. Uh, our, our sort of small board, if you like, the Corona situation has obviously impacted on not just this season clearly, but obviously next season as well. So we will spend next week redrafting and re-looking through the specific numbers, which 
we've kind of only been able to guess at really at the moment because we, we don't know the true impact of what next season might look like. Um, but we, we want to return. We, we've got a, a, um, quite a bit of our squad retained for next season. Um, we've got players that are with us that we also having discussions with or want to have discussions with about retaining for next season. Um, and those conversations will, will, will be ongoing um, as, as we get closer to the end of July when the playoffs are concluded. Eddie Murphy asked, is Reese Murphy still at the club? Well, as coronavirus has been in existence, nobody's been allowed to go anywhere, have they? So I'd imagine he is still at the club. Well, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And uh, uh, unlike many of the other players, he's contracted for next season as well and obviously a, 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 a valued member of our squad. Is he recovered fairly well from his, his operation? He's doing. He's doing. The, 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 the reports that I've had is, he, is he's he's doing really well. He's he's uh, running again, um, and yeah, he's, he's making good progress. Oh, it'd be great if he was available for the playoffs, but let's not get too carried away yet. Um, it must be extremely difficult to make plans for the future amidst the pandemic, not just for Yeovil Town Football Club, but for clubs and businesses across the country. Just how much of a challenge is it at present and how does it change the approach or plans that you've had in mind when you took over ownership of the club last year? I think it's a really good question and it's it's changed a lot um, and I think I've, I've spoken obviously over the last few months um, I've probably spoken to more of the, the chairmen and owners of other clubs than you ever thought you would do to finish because we're all in the same boat we're, we're all kind of working towards a common, you know a, a common goal of, of obviously initially it was survival now it's building now it's sort of moving forward um, but a lot of owners um, are in are in a similar boat where they the monies that they you know that they fund or they invest into the football club comes from you know their their other businesses uh, as it happens a lot in football um, and all those businesses have obviously been affected through this COVID-19 you know, situation. So, you know, the the, the monies that maybe been planned to be put into their football clubs for next season um, may not be there anymore. So, everyone, including ourselves, are looking at other options, are looking at other possibilities, are having open discussions um, with with people coming in. Which is why I think the the rumour mill starts um, because everyone's looking for the best solution for their club moving forward. Because, you know, it ha- that this has is a game changer. Has changed a lot for everybody include not just clubs obviously staff have had to make sacrifices going through furlough schemes other clubs have made redundancies other businesses have made redundancies um our players have been amazing they've 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 actually made contractual amendments to their contracts so that they could be furloughed um they've deferred part of their wages they've been amazing you know so this is a real collective it it really is it's been a difficult situation not just for owners and clubs for everybody that's associated with football and of course supporters they can't see their team they can't they've lost that interaction um, you know, we were obviously building a real spirit between our, our club and, and and supporters, and and that's kind of been halted a little bit. But then, you, but then the crowdfunder, I think, has, has, has kind of brought that together. That's that togetherness back again, really. So it, it is a difficult time. But like I said before, we're all in it together. Everybody, every club is is in a different situation, and ours is is, is no different to that. As the future is unsure, people may be reluctant to buy season tickets. Um, I'm presuming this comes from the, the the people that would 
that didn't want to donate the rest of their season ticket from last season uh, people may be reluctant to buy season tickets would it be an idea to credit the postponed home games towards the new season yeah obviously that's something we, we have looked into um, and as we slowly you know we are probably getting back together slowly the more slowly than we, than we thought as an operations um, I think last time I spoke to you we, we were going to open things up a little bit more quicker than we actually have but that's simply because of changes in government guidelines the, the playoffs becoming more of a re- reality and things like that but yeah of course I mean you know, we, 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 we will put a list of options together for everybody. We, we obviously haven't done anything. The ticket office hasn't reopened, for example, although the shop has started to reopen now. Um, we will reopen the ticket office um, at, uh, at some point and we will, you know, write to everybody and, and everyone will, will know, you know, will have the, the different scenarios set out for them that, that, uh, to, to move forward for both this season and for, obviously, for the, for the new season. Will the retained list... On Tuesday, not will be that bit get postponed? Do you think? Because that normally well, gets announced. The retain list is, is a real strange one at the moment, and most clubs, um, you, you know, we, I mean, again, as, as chairmen and, and and football officials, we, we've all been speaking about this, and the, the retain list being done now seems like a, a, a stupid thing to do. Not not because it's a, a you know a regulation. It's obviously a regulation that needs to be adhered to, and, and we are. Um, but it just seems that, that you know, a bit of common sense would say that you know it should be delayed until after our uh, after our season is now concluded. It probably won't. Um, and you know, I, I know that many clubs that will be issuing their retain list will uh, will actually include players that aren't on it that they actually do want and are looking at for next season. So it's a it's a very very strange situation. It's not like any other season and. I wouldn't read too much into retain this, if I'm honest. When uh, will we know about the member tickets and prices from Maureen? I'm guessing that's from as soon as the playoffs are over, isn't it? I, I would think so. Yeah, I would think so, certainly. I mean, we, we may issue them before, but it's not going to be much before. I would I would assume it will be for, for after the playoffs. Jamie Day asked, when are the new kits going to be announced? Okay, so we are uh, we are we have uh, uh, in the process of finalising the shirt sponsor for next season, and we look like and that that is in place. Um, well, the designs of the shirts are done. Um, we just haven't pressed the button yet because we have uh, making decisions at the moment on um, the playoff kit, whether it's the old kit or the new kit, and the, the, the uh, and we but we've still got to have conversations with our commercial partners around that. Some clown has okay. just decided to ring me up. <laughs> <laughs> um, do where were we? Oh, Daniel Shaw quickly asked, "When will the decision on the academy be made? Will that be after the playoffs as well?" Um, to uh. Partly, some of those decisions are starting to be made at the moment. We've had conversations with uh, families and parents, and at the moment, um, it, we, we've, we've obviously asked for clarification from the EFL regarding funding and things like that. But we'll make an announcement on the on the academy shortly. I think we we kind of know where we're going with it now, um, uh, and, and that's down to the, the the financial situation that we're in. So our, 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 there's no doubt our academy will be restructured and. Um, 
uh, and the way that it'll look like we will sort of inform people shortly I quite like this question um, only because of the name of the trophy um, this is from Rick McKendros if we don't get promotion and either Harrogate or Notts County win the playoffs will you accept the invitation to the Tunnock's Caramel Wafer Cup I am sure a lot of fans would love the opportunity to have a, an away day in Scotland or Ireland uh, I've actually had this one sent to me um, I haven't answered it yet just simply because um, I, I, we've been so crazy busy over the last few weeks with the, dealing with the playoffs and, and, and getting us COVID compliant and things like that but it's an interesting one I haven't even had a chance to discuss it with Darren, Darren at this stage so um, we're not taking it off the table Okay have you, uh, I think we touched on this, Mike Hudson asked, have you heard anything with regards to when the new season might begin and what do you think the chances are of having crowds back at Hewish Park? So we have sort of touched on that. If the season season starts behind closed doors, what does that mean for teams like us that rely on, on match day gates? Well, we have pretty much covered that. Do you have an update on the un- online shop improvements you mentioned in the last Q&A held from Andy? Yes, actually, we are. Um, yeah, yes, we, we've had some quotes now for the shop. Um, I know that uh, Rob, who's who's back in working within the shop at the moment, um, has presented me literally in the last forty-eight hours with um, some pricing of um, of redoing the shop, and we we will do it, and we're just going to schedule that in. So yes, yeah, so the shop the shop is planned to be um, to to be refreshed, well actually rebuilt completely, pretty much, and uh, it's just the timescales now of when that will get done. On the subject of building, Dan Edward asked, "Are there any plans in the short, medium, or long term to have a proper supporters bar built? The return from being open for the local areas a uh, sports bar in brackets, I'd use it, and for the functions could make definitely make it worth it. I'd appreciate." That now is not, and it um, it actually says Seymour, so that full question's not been um, printed off for me. But definitely, I would imagine if you you had some sort of sports club facility, you'd be looking at things like darts teams, pool teams, um, all being able to use that facility, and that would all be more revenue for the club, wouldn't it? Oh, of course. Um, I I mean, look, I've I've sort of answered this question before and and, um, I think everyone's known about the difficulties that that we have in this area. But, you know, I'm confident that we're not that far away from resolving those difficulties and, um, and you know, activities like you just mentioned are are all within our plans of of moving forward. So hopefully we'll have news. Um, I I think when there'll be an appropriate more appropriate time when I can discuss it in more detail with you but um, I will do so when, when I can really on, on that one of my sort of strange things that's bothered me and this was before you even took over Scott is that we are um, uh, we have a club sponsor who is a building contractor surely it should have been relatively straightforward to have, have sorted out a building that was of a more substantial nature rather than a tent 
it's not. Uh, yeah, I, I, I see what you mean, but obviously the, the whole arrangement regarding that bar is temporary, both from a temporary license, temporary planning, uh, te- temporary uh, amendment to the, to the alcohol covenant, things like that. So it's, it's all temporary. So there's no, you, you know, we can't. We're not in a position at this moment in time, speaking to you now, where we can build a, a permanent structure. Um, but uh, but the conversations and the plan planning that we've been doing in the background over the last, you know, six months is has put us into a, a place where you know we will hopefully working towards that we need it as a football club i think everyone knows that we need uh, proper infrastructure we need additional revenue streams we need to be able to compete with other clubs without just sticking large sums of money in every year that's that's not a sustainable model no. um and, uh, and, and you know i'm you know i am confident even more so than when i first started even more so than when i last spoke to you that i'm confident we will get there it's just going to take some time uh, other Ed Turnbull asks: Any ideas when next season's first team photo that was a crowdfunder award take place? And actually, adding on to that, I mean, you could charge twenty, thirty pounds a throw and queue up to be in a, a Yeovil Town photo with the players. Yeah, I, I would think I, I would think that the photo will be done sometime in September. Right, you are. Uh, this isn't. Uh, this is from Ray and Anne. I appreciate money at the club may be in short supply from now uh, until from now until fans are allowed back to support in the stadium. Will there be any plans to improve the car parking areas as large portions have been cordoned off during wet weather? Mm-hmm. Yes, there. Yes, there are, um, and we've actually had conversations with. Uh, the supporters groups uh, at, a, at, a, at the last meeting I attended, which was physically at Hewish um, Park, we actually discussed that, and um, we'll be we'll be working when we when we are back to work. It is on our it's on our list. Uh, will the pitch still be redone for next season, or will that have to wait? Now asked Jake and a couple of other Again. people actually. Again, again, a good question. Uh, I'll be taking that up with uh, James Hillier and, and Stuart, who's obviously, you know, who, who's our new groundsman uh, for this season. He's done a great job when he first came in, and um, the plan is to still take the pitch up and put in and to, to do that. Um, I still think we've got time, but but we'll, we'll, we'll we just need to review that when uh, when, when we can. Anything they need from the Green and White and Supporters Clubs now that the lockdown is easing? Um, we're normally busy getting prepped now and and sure our team wouldn't mind helping out with stuff. So I'm guessing, is there anything that you want, you could do with help from, from outside? I'm assuming, especially with the Barnet game coming up, with volunteers, you've got to check that everyone's been tested yeah, it's, it's it's very difficult. I, I know it's I know it's going to be a difficult period for supporters and supporters groups. Um, but but the, the the guidelines and protocols that have been put in place now around Hewish Park are very strict, and um, it does involve testing. It does involve it involves regular testing. It involves uh, compliance around the stadium as such. There are no visitors on site, or you know. So I do stress that that even though the boys, you know. Um, you, you might see the boys, you know, around around the side or whatever. There, there are no guests now allowed in in the facilities uh, because we have to 
you know keep them safe keep you guys safe but keep, you know keep their families safe um, with the strict protocols now that we've got in place so any help will obviously you know we, we will always need help we will always need help and, and we will definitely be you know definitely reach out through uh, through Rich Rendell who obviously and, and the other heads of the, of the supporters groups and, and we will um, and we will do that you know we'll get you we'll definitely get um people involved in the right way as and when we can and, and, and in and in the, the safest way we can so that there is no doubt that that will be happen just at the moment it's we are just completely focused on making sure that we adhere to protocols that we are squeaky clean that we are following guidelines and that we're keeping everyone safe uh lovely question for you now slightly uh scott what have you been doing in lockdown apart from things to do with football paula so non-football what, what have you been up to well, lockdown, lockdown has kind of been probably a bit uh, has been difficult for me, just like it has been difficult for so many people. Um, I was away from my family, so um, in my flat in London, so it was a it was it was a time where I, I basically um, spent a lot of time talking with family and friends. I, I I've been working out every morning, so I'm in much better shape and health than I than I've been for a long, long time. Um, you know, like everybody else, you know, obviously we have to cook, so I'm cooking all the time, eating well, uh, tried new um, hobbies, uh, badly. Such as? Like trying to play the piano, trying to play the uh, piano and play the keyboard, because my kids are uh, playing the keyboard and, and, the, and the guitar. My kids and uh, my family are very musically talented. I am not, I didn't get that gene, and, <laughs> and, and tried badly at trying to learn things like that. But the same as everybody else, really, just trying to keep busy, not go crazy. Uh, stay safe. Um, I've also been doing some NHS volunteering as well in London. Um, yeah, so so it's kind of everybody, you know, the, the, the same as what a lot of other people have been doing, really. Uh, a shortened version of your surname, Benji David Priest asks, do you get annoyed that despite the previous owners offering silence for many years, whilst you have offered a much more open approach, that you are unfairly targeted for no real reason during testing times, because I sure do. Um, I mean, I don't get annoyed by it, because um, because obviously these things happen in, in sport. I've seen it in you know when I've been in and around other clubs. Um, I, I've, you know, I'm very, very grateful for the for the reception that I've had from the supporters and supporters groups and players and everybody around the football club while I've been here. Um, I've said it before; I love being involved in this football club. Um, I love being part of uh, a fantastic team on and off the field. Uh, although I don't play, I'm not part of the team on it, obviously. Um, but um, yeah, I think my I think my frustration is more of a disappointment. You know, I. I I genuinely believe that this club is moving in the, in the forward in the right direction. Uh, you know, I, I, as, as, as the question said, it, you know, I, I've always tried to keep you know people in the, in the loop. Keep, you know, be open and transparent. Talk to people around the stadium. Do things like this. Uh, talk in the press. Um, try and give. You know, I, I heard it so many times. Give the oval back to the supporters, and that's what I've tried to, to do to allow 
um, supporters be part of the journey and you know not just from the terraces but within what we're trying to achieve and I just find it extremely disappointing that there is still a small minority and it is a small minority but it seems to be the same minority that don't seem to learn or don't seem to get on board with what's happening uh, and, I, and I just don't understand it I don't understand where they are coming from it, I, it's, it's not from a point you know I, I've had it explained to me by one or two because I've spoken to them directly where they say it's for the, we're doing it for the best of the football club and I, and I go no you're not <laughs> you're not doing it for the best of the football club you're doing it to satisfy you and your specific needs rather than the great needs of the than the great needs of the football club and that's what I think about and try to do all the time yes I think about my needs as well because I'm a businessman but on the same hand you know it, that, that there is a marriage between the two and I, I believe it is the same in this circumstance there's a marriage between the two of getting it right and at the moment whenever I give these people the forum or the opportunity to speak they don't and when I don't they, uh, they just come out with it and I just find that really disappointing Ah, well, Clyde Best asked, why don't you read your direct messages on Twitter? I know you're you're not a massive um, social media person, are you, to be honest? I, I am not. Um, I, I, I am, I'm just not. It's not It's not something that is in my life. I don't, I don't put photos on social media. Um, I, I, I find it... Uh, I, I find sort of, you know, I, I don't use my time sort of going through my phone and checking things out. I didn't know until somebody told me that there was direct messages on things like Twitter. I had no idea. So a lot of the messages didn't, you know, didn't even, I didn't even see, didn't even see that section. But I have started to reply to some people. Um, I've tried to reply to as many as, as, as I've got time for. And, and I would obviously like to, to, to do it more. And, and I, I will try and actively reply to more messages. Um, um, and yeah, I'll, I'll try to be better. But I just, I, I think, I think social media is, 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 you know, is, is changed so much over the last five or six years and it's, it's it's not something that I kind of find entertaining it's I, I only do it if you look at my social media activity I only do it to communicate to Yeovil supporters so I will will try and get back on those messages as much as I can um, um, when when there's a message needs to be made I, I will obviously do it yeah I mean I've only ever seen sort of camp photos of yourself to be honest which looks, <laughs> and I think you know the, the one I'm on about. But I will move from that. Mike Hudson said, uh, obviously there are there are questions around players, contracts, etc. But but without a date on the Q and A, aside from in the next couple of weeks, it's difficult as we might ask questions that will be irrelevant by the time we. Uh, by the time, uh, I guess we can add more nearer to the time when the date is announced. Thanks to Scott for agreeing to do a Q&A, though. It's always good to hear from a chairman. Please be assured that all questions asked come from a place of love for this football club, and it's certainly nothing personal or trying to spread negativity. Many of the fans asking the questions are also the ones donating money at a difficult time and donating season tickets and hopes you're well. Nathan, okay. Be Nathan Beasley said, my six-year-old daughter would like to know if there's any progress on, a, on getting a pink away shirt for next season like she asked you before the Chorley game. She, yeah, I, I, yeah, absolutely. And, and to be honest with you, I think, a, I think I said at the time, a pink away kit is a brilliant idea. 
Um, but it, I, for some reason, I just get people aren't, aren't, don't want me to do it. <laughs> I think I, I think know, maybe as a one-off for breast idea. cancer or something like that would be quite good. I, I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we. Um, um, we, we obviously the, one of the great things about the crowdfunder is, is not just because it's it's it's, uh, it's it's well needed revenue for the club, but it's also you know there's there's a lot of money now going to the the Oval Charity Hospital, the Oval Hospital Hospital Charity, and um, and I know that Sarah, who, who we've been working with there, is 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 extremely grateful and uh, for for the money that's been raised, and and we will continue to um, build on that relationship after the the the, uh, the crowdfunder with other activities with you know our players and staff and community and things like that and we will also start to you know through our own charity you know our own charity oops sorry board, we, we will try and build oh yeah now go on. We'll try and we will try and build oh because we will tr- continue to try and build those you know charitable relationships are you going to show photos of the new kit i don't i might have seen it and not realized i've seen it you know the new the new kit for the next season. Is it yeah. viewable anywhere? It's not viewable yet. No, it's not. Uh, it, I think I said before it has been picked, um, but it hasn't. It's not been viewed yet because we want to do a big launch and we wanted to do it. You know, it, it makes sense for, the, for us to launch it with the players. Um, so we kind of, we kind of made the decision to leave it a couple of weeks and launch it when the players can actually get in it. Um, so we, you know. Obviously, as they return, as they return to to training, etc., we'll, uh, we'll we'll get them in the new kit. And they started training on Monday, is that right? Last week. So they they yeah. So they they we've done we've done a round of uh, we've done a round, they've actually all been in to do testing because obviously we had to start testing. Um, yeah, and and uh, I haven't seen the training schedule, um, but um, but I, I I know it's 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 kind of all happening at the moment. And and there's been no negative tests as far as you're aware there's been no no it's not as far as i know i know i hundred and i know i've seen all the results there's been no negative well, tests that's, I mean, that, that's, that's good news but then somerset as a whole has had a, a relatively low um amount of positive um cases anyway so that's been one yeah. positive thing for this part of the world Scott, I think we've come to the rest of all the questions and I think you'll be quite okay. relieved and you can go okay, and have no. your lunch. <laughs> um, everyone is very, very um, happy and um, pleased that you've been able to do this and very grateful. Um, so thank you very much um, for, no, for doing this. No worries this. at all, are you? No worries. I look for. I, I hope everybody continues to stay safe, even though the the lockdown's being eased. I just you know, kind of keep safe, and I hope to see everybody very soon at Hoosh Park. Well, that's great. Thanks a lot. I've just pressed. Well, there we go. That was Scott Priestnell earlier today doing a, a Q&A session for all the Oval Town supporters. And we'd like to thank Mark Kelly and his uh, web, his Facebook page for their cooperation in allowing us to record it. Stay tuned to Three Valleys Radio for more news on Oval Town Football Club in the coming weeks and months. Take you out of this place Someone you can lend a hand In return for grace So be